We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk. We are up. We are rolling with Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Styers. How you doing today? Vince, how are you? I'm great. It's a good Monday. Feeling good? I don't know. I, it, it, it feels like the beginning of a good week. We'll see what happens. First day of spring. We'll see. I don't know. That's I guess true. it was a little bit warmer today than it has been the last couple of days, even though in the morning it was still cold. It was but... sunny. It was cold yeah. this morning, but it was at least sunny. Yeah, I'll just say right off the top. Oh, no, I'm not flipping. Not flipping you off. I'm. I'm playing. I'm playing injured today. I. What uh, happened? I was cutting sweet potatoes for lunch, and I cut a hunk of skin off my finger, and oh. uh, it was like. I don't know if you've ever seen this trick. I, I learned this watching a TV show called Poker Face. Uh, that's that's on the Peacock app. You can use super glue to uh, to stop bleeding. You know, like if you get a cut, put some super glue on it, glue it shut, stops bleeding. Well, this hunk was big enough that it wasn't. I didn't just like slice the skin. You know, I really took a hunk out of, out of my finger, and it wouldn't stop bleeding. <laughs> and so, that sounds horrible. Like, I've got a I've got like a towel, one of those, like a like a hotel size, you know, white towel may have come from a hotel someplace, but I was like <laughs> applying pressure and holding it up. And I kept like thinking of, well, gosh, I've been holding it long enough. It's got to have stopped by now. Nope. Nope. So my wife came home and bandaged it up. And uh, so that's, that's, it's, it makes it really makes typing really fun. I'll tell you that. Oh, I can imagine. Cause you probably hit like three <laughs> keys at a time. If you're going to use that's that right. finger. I mean, so I'm like, I'm like hunt peck. With this hand and like trying to type regular with the other, it's very odd. Um, well, it's nice nice to have an RN at home. I'm sure that that yes. was was fairly useful at this point. And <laughs> I I actually learned from your wife that fingers bleed way more than any other part of your body. Really? When did she say that? Uh, when my son was about six months old, he cut himself Ooh. on my razor like for my face. Okay. Cut like the pad of his finger and it just would not stop bleeding. And of course my first child. So we're talking like, you know, 16 years ago, I'm freaking out. My wife is freaking out. <laughs> Who do I call? I called your wife. 
And she's wow. like, relax. Well, this has okay. only been about 16 years ago. That's why it's not ringing a bell. <laughs> right, so. right. She's like, <laughs> fingers bleed real bad. It's okay. I'm like, all right, okay. Like, you know, I was the whole like new dad freaking out right. thing. Right. And uh, yeah, so your wife actually uh, gave me that little Tuck, piece of information. Tucked you down off the ledge. Okay. She did. Yeah. She did. Yes, that's right, T-Guns. A little extra flavor for the potatoes. <laughs> if I had been on the TV show Chopped on Food Network, they would have like not they would have not taken my food entry because there would have been a, a hunk of skin in the middle. Oh man. Gosh. It's just I've tried to take the bandage off a couple of times and it it just oh, yeah. was gushing blood after I took it off. So I had I've like had this on for about four or five hours now. So I bet oh, first time yeah. I've I've lopped off a hunk of skin on my hand in a long time. So really? Yes. I don't <laughs> know if you saw the report. There's a tweet from a guy named David Jones. He's from Penn Live um, out of Pennsylvania. And I think Tom Noy retweeted it. Okay. Micah Shrewsbury, the Penn State head coach, is apparently in talks with Notre Dame about the position. Really? And I don't know how imminent, but talks talks are going on, I guess. Huh. So that's okay. very interesting. That yeah. is extremely interesting because I didn't think that that one was going to happen because of the success that Penn State has had kind of down the stretch here. I thought that that was a pipe dream, if I'm being honest. I did not I did, uh, I did not see this one coming. I really didn't. Yeah. I thought it was much more like DeVries at Drake or Langle out at Colgate. And, you know, the thing about DeVries, and I, I assume he is interviewed since he's been talked about. I don't know. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't, or maybe at least representation has been talked to. The thing about him that I didn't know until watching Drake's game the other day, who are they playing? Miami, I guess. Mm -hmm. His son, Tucker, is really good. He might have been like the Missouri Valley player of the year i think but, but, but he was very good in or at least all conference so like okay a junior thing so like if he had come then you had the potential of you know because notre dame needs to fill out a roster you yeah. know it's like hey bring the kid with you he could but yeah he could pull a uh he could pull a, a dion be like there's your starting point guard right there i don't know what position he plays but you right. know he did that for his kid there's your starting quarterback right there you know at his opening press conference like yes. hey Bring it on. We need as many people as possible. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, speaking of March Madness, before we get to this announcement that we're going to talk about here in a minute, I saw, you know, Brent Musburger, obviously longtime TV guy. He he used to, before Jim Nance, there was Brent Musburger. And he was doing games for CBS, the Final Four and all that stuff in the 1980s. Yep, and he was on Rich Eisen's show last week, his radio show, and I had never heard that. Do you know the origin, of like where the term March Madness came from? Sure don't. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Brent Never, Musburger, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Brent Musburger was kind of long and drawn out, but so I'll try to abbreviate it. Shocker, a little bit. It came from the state of Illinois, like really, yeah. There was a like a car dealer who did ads on TV in Illinois, and he coined the term March Madness. And Brent Musburger heard him, and it, and it came like, I think the ads were on, you know, like during the Illinois State Basketball Tournament. And so Brent Musburger had heard this at some point, and he used the phrase on CBS. And so then, of course, the NCAA heard it, and they were like, that's perfect. We've got to use that. March Madness, da-da-da. Well, so they tried to trademark it, and of course, the state of Illinois had started using it, which, you know, from this TV commercial car dealer whatever and so the illinois athletic association or whatever it's called said uh not so fast my friend we've got you know the actual trademark on this and so apparently there was some sort of settlement the ncaa paid them for the use of the term and the ncaa has since trademarked it but that's where it came from interesting never knew that no idea no me neither never heard that before yeah interesting well because now nobody can use it we can't use yeah, it when exactly. we talk about things and, you know, yeah, can't, can't even use it. Got to call it, you know, hysteria or the big bracket or, you know, got to make something up. We're not allowed to use it because, you know, they right. come hunting us down. That's right. So uh, Notre Dame women won yesterday. We'll talk about that in rapid fire. We've got a lot of stuff coming up in rapid fire. So Mike Bray stuff in rapid hmm. fire. Speaking of the Notre Dame job. All kinds of stuff. Crazy. I hope you're excited about at least a couple of the rapid fire questions because I didn't really respond to you about your rapid fire questions. No, today. sometimes you do, sometimes you yeah, don't. But that's true. But I came up with a couple questions based on a tweet you had. 
I know. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did. Because I'm not, you know, anybody that follows me on Twitter, I'm not a huge tweeter. Right. You know, but every once in a while, you know, the Fire enough. The, the groove gets to me and I had, I had just seen, I, anyway, we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah. I was kind of passionate about that tweet, really. Yeah, you were, you were very into it. And I don't know if that was the best scene, but it was still a really good scene from it's the one of my favorite. It's, it anyway. is one of my favorites though, you know, cause no, it is, it is like when he goes through the whole spiel, you know, yeah. on Maximus, the sun, you yeah, know, and all that yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, I've always been pretty partial to the opening scene, you know, on my command, unleash hell. Oh, that's yeah. a pretty good one too. It is, <laughs> but not not my favorite. But you're right. Like I'd have to sit back and th- that movie's been on. It's been making the rounds for the last few weeks on the cable okay. channels. I've noticed. Okay. So stayed up and watched it. I think one night a couple of weeks ago. So we do have an announcement to make. Salty says a fun announcement. Well, it was about time for Jesse to marry and settle down. I trust it's not a shotgun wedding. No, it's not that. <laughs> Still don't know when he's going to make an honest woman out of. Seriously. His girlfriend, but on, uh, let's go, man. It's it's not that you know his mom wonders more than I do, but <laughs> I'm sure that's true. You know, TikTok <laughs> yeah. on the grandkids. Come on, yes. Um, wow, Tommy Guns. I'm just glad you respond to my tags, Vince. Unlike Mr. Styers, I give you a like. It's like you know, wow. like I don't know what kind of response people expect. Like, is a like not enough of a response? You know, because I, if I like all, it, yeah. I've at least chuckled at it, probably. <laughs> if there's an audible response to a tweet, I'll throw a like on there. That's how right. I kind of operate as well. Right. So are you ready for the announcement? I I think this is a pretty cool announcement, actually. I okay. I was a little shocked, actually, when I saw this for the first time. So I'm glad. I'm I'm glad you liked it because again, you didn't respond to anything that I, you know, it's like <laughs> I know, right? responses. Like, so I had to text you and I said, so what do you think of this? Is this cool? Is it, you know, like how cool do you think this is on it? Whatever. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Um, So tomorrow here's the, well, I guess I've already said, here's the announcement <laughs> on tomorrow's show. <laughs> we're going to have a special guest with us right off the mm-hmm. top at six o'clock. Former Notre Dame cornerback Tariq Bracey is going to be on with us at 6 o'clock tomorrow. He's, of course, preparing for the draft. I believe he's going to be at Pro Day later this week. I actually, the way this came about, I was contacted by his agent on Twitter. And we set it all up. And he's going to be on. And I've tried to get confirmation that he's going to be at Pro Day, but they have not given me that confirmation fortunately they have confirmed he will be on the show tomorrow you can ask so, him yeah exactly i mean it'll honestly have to be the first thing that we bring up since <laughs> we haven't gotten the off-air confirmation so Tariq is going to join us tomorrow talk about his career obviously getting ready for the draft and you know trying to make the nfl and all that kind of good stuff and he's going to take some questions from viewers as well. So if you tune in tomorrow for the live show at six o'clock, we'll take some questions from the chat. Keep it clean, of course. Of course. And uh, Tariq Bracey will uh, will field some of your questions in the chat tomorrow. So I think it's going to be pretty fun. First time we've done something like this. I, I you know, I'm going to be paying attention because I don't have anything going on tomorrow. So I'll be watching the show. And because I love Tariq, I, he is arguably the best nickel in, in Notre Dame history, in my opinion. And when I knew that he was going to be out for the USC game, 
that's where it all kind of turned for me, if I'm being honest, because not having him was a huge detriment to what they wanted to do defensively. So right. I I am very excited to hear what he has to say and about his career and kind of the arc that it took and all of that stuff. I mean, it, that's going to be a fun interview. <laughs> yeah. Anthony says, so I'm not getting the guest analyst spot. Disappointed. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's over our head we don't get to that's make right. those kinds of decisions that's right so uh so that's what we've got going on Tariq bracy is going to join us looking forward to having him on right off the top on that's tomorrow's awesome. show and again excuse me if you're here he'll uh he'll be able to field some questions as well so looking forward to that hey smash that like button if you would as we get started on this monday i, I forgot what day it is i'm gonna be I'll have a little bit of an abbreviated schedule. I th- it's looking like no show probably Thursday this week. Hopefully a, a rapid fire show on Friday, though, and the rest of the week should be good. Spring practice starts Wednesday, and we're going to get a Marcus Freeman press conference Wednesday morning as well right. after right. that first practice. So we will uh, we'll have some Marcus Freeman comments on Wednesday's show. It should be kind of a it's usually like a state of the program kind of a situation kind of where things stand going into spring you know that's always good to kind of catch up and you know I, I expect you to ask a question about his attendance at all the women's games and if he's going to be there in South Carolina I mean those are questions that I think those are burning those are burning questions <laughs> for me I don't know if he'll be able to be in South Carolina because I think they're practicing Saturday they have practice and, early though it's in the morning that's true. I mean, he's a jet he setter. Does, he does have that jet at his Saying. disposal. I don't know what time the game is on he Saturday. He and Jack Swarbrick can probably both get on yeah? that jet. I have not seen the time yet okay. either. I I think they're waiting until after tonight's game. Or, that you would know, make sense. Yeah, tonight's games are over See what the before they announce are everything. And, yeah. yeah, we do know they're playing Saturday. We just don't know. Yes. Unless it's been posted and I haven't looked. We don't know the time yet. So. Yes, I did we'll, see it was we'll Saturday, but I also did not see a time. But I, my guess is he should have an opportunity because they're not going to play it before noon. And practice is like true. 10 something, I want to say. Very true. Top of my head. So I would not be surprised if Marcus Freeman made uh, a guest exp- a guest appearance in South Carolina for the game because practice is at 1030 and practice is about two hours. He could be yeah. on a plane by one o'clock if he wanted to be. He was there for both games this yeah. weekend, Friday and yesterday. Wearing a Yankees cap yesterday. It's pretty Yeah, he's, that's the second time that I think I've seen I hate it when that. he does that. I know. It's like, come on, man. I, I mean, he's yeah. got some serious Notre Dame swag. Like, yeah, and he I had really a cool – I think he had, like, the green with the, the green hat with the blue Friday. shamrock. Yeah, like that. one of the best I, hats you can wear. Come yes. On. What are you doing? We need to get him one of these. That's what we need to do. We need to there get him go. We need to get him an IB hat, have him wear one of those. But uh, no, I he's got to lose the Yankee hat if he's going out in public at a Notre Dame game. That that's un, unnecessary. It's unnecessary. <laughs> that's right. T Guns is having a great time with. He is friends. man. He is going off on the Maximus stuff right now. We'll save that for rapid fire because it's going to come up. Trust me. We're gonna yes. We're gonna get into the Maximus and Gladiator in rapid fire today. <sighs> so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> you ever seen a Gladiator, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Marcus Freeman, second spring at Notre Dame. Where, where's, where's Marcus Freeman right now compared to a year ago, Vince? I, you know, I, I was thinking about this today, and obviously the vibe is different going into this spring, right? There were there were countless question marks going into last year's spring, right? I mean, 
you had a, a very new staff. You had Marcus Freeman as the head coach. What is that going to look like? What is what a practice is going to look like? You know, what is his demeanor going to be? Remember, do you remember the whole where is he going to stand when he's at practice? That's, you remember that whole thing, right? Like, there, there, there was a, a lot of questions about where things were going to go. I think we've had a lot of those questions answered. But some of those questions are still around going into year number two. You almost had, you had three new offensive coaches. You have a fourth offensive coach in a different, in a different position, right? You got a different coordinator. You've got a brand new starting quarterback in theory, or at least a brand new quarterback that's on the roster that you didn't, mm-hmm. you didn't have last year who brings a ton of experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what does that look like? You know, how is Marcus Freeman going to handle a legitimate quarterback competition? Which I think it is. I think it is a legitimate competition. You didn't think it was legitimate last year? Like, especially in the spring, you didn't think it was legitimate? No, I think I was over pretty quickly. (laughs) Regardless of what anybody says from other outlets, and what they saw at spring practice and what we saw at fall practice. No, I do not think it was a legitimate competition. I'm sorry. I mean, by the time fall rolled around, it wasn't. I felt like, I mean, we didn't get to see a lot, so it's hard to say. But I, I, felt, like, I felt like it was at least legitimate in the spring where, like, they were. Again, I would have liked to have seen more because sure. going back to, like, Brandon Wimbush, Ian Book days when they were doing that quarterback competition inside the Loftus. I remember that where like, yeah, you would see them, you know, like Brandon Wimbush would run five plays and then Ian book would come on the field and run the exact same five plays. So you could compare them. Exactly. Yeah. And like, did they do that with Buckner and pine last year? I don't know. Well, we didn't see it. I mean, yeah. they may have done it, but we didn't see it. It was like a... That's uh, what I'm saying. We don't yeah. know exactly what that looked like. The way they were doing it was, okay, you're the number one QB today. And then the next day, you're the number one QB. It's like, you know, you're the number one and you're the number one. Like It was it was weird kind of the way they did it because it's not an apples to apples, you know, uh, comparison, right? And so that was a little bit odd, if I'm being honest. I don't know what I like better. You know, to see, you know, give them the whole practice, see how they respond kind of a thing. Okay, I get that. But then you've got the five and five thing. I get that as well because you can actually compare. Okay, how did he do? How did he do? You know, so I don't know. I I don't, I guess I felt like the competition was over pretty quickly last year. So I I don't know. I It's going to be interesting to see how he handles it, especially with a guy who he doesn't know that well. I mean, he he has he's never worked with Sam Hartman outside of the couple of months that he's been on campus, you know, in the weight room and that kind of a thing. So what does that relationship look like? There's a lot of there's still a lot of questions to to you know. I think the program is in a better place than it was a year ago as a whole. Oh, I, I agree with that as well because it it not that it was rushed, but when you're a first time head coach, and you, you did have you know, uh, an offensive coordinator who had been around, but you were bringing in a new defensive coordinator. So there were at least some changes, but you're, you're still trying to put your stamp on things as a first time head coach. And you're still like, he might've had a little bit of a, you know, like the, 
the skeleton, you know, like the bones of, of how the operation was going to work. You know, he tweaked things a little bit in, in terms of how he was running practice. Not a lot, but just enough anyway. But yeah. now a year later, you've got everything. Like, you know exactly how you want to run things. You've got right. what you did last year. And you can say, okay, keep that, do away with that. All those different things. And the and the team is familiar with you as well. You know, with yeah. the exception of the young guys who are just the early enrollees and stuff like that. And a guy like Sam Hartman or Caleb Smith, you know, John Batiste and, you know, the, the, the transfers, everyone else is familiar with you, knows right. how your program is run, knows what you're going to do. So I, I think that from top to bottom, it's in a better place, but there are just enough questions because of the fact that now you've got Jared Parker as your offensive coordinator and, right. you know, you've got Marty Biaggi as, your uh, your special teams coordinator and you got Joe Rudolph as your mm -hmm. new offensive line coach. So there's it's like last year the biggest change was on the defensive side of the ball because you went from Freeman to Golden and now your biggest change is going to be on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be to a degree I am interested to see and I know this I, I was just making fun of the fact that people were wondering where he's going to stand and all that crap. But I, I am curious to see kind of where he is during practice. Is he is he focused more on the defense? Is he focused more on the offense with the, all the newness, you know, going on? Because last year at this time, I mean, he was focused more on the defense because it was Tommy's show over on yeah. offense, you know? True. And he was very open about that. He's like, I'm, I'm trying to learn the offense. I sit on the quarterback meetings, you know, all of those kinds of things. But he was clearly leaning towards the defensive side because he knew – Tommy had the offense under control. Now that's a different situation, right? So what, what is Marcus Freeman going to be doing? What is his focus going to be on? Is it going to be more as the overseer? Is it going to be more offense? Is it going to be more defense? You know, that is a legitimate question, I think, right now. Yeah. And I'll be curious to see if he does kind of hang around the offense a little bit more just because that's, sure. you know, that is the side where there are the most changes right. this year. And he's, you know, and he's got his, his guy, Jared Parker as, as the coordinator, does he, does he hang around there a right. little bit more or does he try to play it 50 50 or does he even lean more, you know, back toward the defense? Like we've talked about, does he maybe hang out and work with the linebackers a little bit more? Right. Who knows? New linebacker coach as far well, new graduate assistant who's working with the linebackers, but came over from Alabama. So that could be that could be a good thing. You know, maybe it allows you know Al Golden to be more of a defensive coordinator type of a situation. You know, how much did you trust James Laurinaitis? I realize he was a good player. I'm not saying anything about that. It was his first year as a coach. There was a learning curve there. There had to have been. No matter no matter what, it was his first year as a coach. So, you know, what was that like? How often was he left alone with the linebackers to coach those guys up? You know, what what did that look like as a graduate assistant? So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, Sean. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm upset to a degree that I can't be there on Wednesday, but I'm definitely looking forward to Saturday. I don't know what you thought you were going to see on Wednesday. It's like FSA in first five periods. I know. You know. Well, it's the same thing we're going so to it's, see. It's literally what, too. It's literally everything that you just talked about. Where is Marcus Freeman standing? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And we're not going to be able to. I mean, I guess we'll get to see. I guess we'll get to see potentially Sam Hartman throw a few balls around and Tyler Buckner. Right. 
and compare arm strength. Well, or, Wednesday they're not going to be wearing pads. I mean, it's just going to be helmets. Right, and but shorts. they'll throw. You know, yeah, right. How much they throw while we're there, I don't know. Right. But I would think that they'll be doing some route tree stuff and stuff like that early on. Right. They, they might not, but I would think so. I would hope so. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that you can do without pads on, and most of it's throwing the ball. So hopefully you're going to see a lot of that. But again. FSA in five periods, it's going to be drill work. It's going to be throwing to managers. You know what I mean? It's going to be right. footwork and throwing to managers in the flats. Right. Um. By the way, this guy, Romlak Carid. It, it took me most of last week to figure this riddle out. Do you know who this guy is? It's Derek. It is. Yeah. Did you know right away? No, somebody said it in the chat last okay. week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Because this riddle. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I first saw it, or when he first when he first made whatever his comments I were. I, like, I don't know I this guy. Like, yeah, this guy's who is this guy? But it's like he's kind of got the same, you know, little wit as Derek. <laughs> and then he gave himself away last week, Romlack, when uh <laughs> When Jesse and I were on and, you know, we were, I can't remember what exactly was said, but Romlek said something about Naomi. And as soon as he said Naomi, Jesse's girlfriend's name, oh, I knew it had to, I knew it had to be Derek. And then I started looking and Romlek, that is Derek Calmer spelled backwards. So <laughs> the genius that I am that took a whole week to figure it out. <laughs> You can Riddle run, but salt. you can't hide, Derek. That's right. That's right. All right. Something on my computer just froze up. No, my... that's not good. Well, you're not yeah. frozen, so that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, still. <I> mean... <laughs> At least for now. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. So, you know, we were talking about the quarterbacks. Yeah. Sam Hartman, Tyler Buckner. Do you think it would be better for Notre Dame if Hartman is the clear-cut number one coming out of the spring or if Buckner is, you know, is right there, maybe running right behind him at the very worst. Honestly, I think there's two answers to this question. What's good okay. short-term, what's good long-term, right? And I tend to err on the side of long-term. And so I think long-term, it's best that it's going to be neck and neck, you know, through the, through the fall uh, because – I think, number one, pushing Sam Hartman is not a bad thing. It's going to make him better. And if he's pushing Sam Hartman, that means that he's also – that means he's Go also ahead. getting You're better. Fine. <laughs> I, I think that uh, – I think so I think that's good for both, that they push each other and push each other and make each other better. And then that's only going to make Tyler Buckner a better quarterback, you know, going into the 24 season and beyond. So – I want it to be neck and neck. I want Tyler Buckner to push to get that job. I want him to to do everything in his power to try to unseat, you know, what we all think is going to be, you know, Sam Hartman as the starting quarterback because it's only going to benefit the two of them in the long run. So I, I play the long game. You know, the short game would be, of course, Sam Hartman takes the job, has more time to throw to the number one receivers, you know, get those relationships down, you know, that whole thing. Right. 
Nah, yeah, and, I, that, I and that's, that's kind of why I asked the question, because you can yeah. look at it like that. If, Sar- if Hartman is clearly the one, I, you would still expect a pretty even distribution of reps, I would think, in the spring compared to the fall, right? Like even if yeah. he isn't clear cut and like how many reps Angeli gets and how many reps Minchie gets and, sure. and that kind of thing. But you're, yeah, you're absolutely and, – and that's that's how I was looking at it, that last part that you said about – essentially Hartman and his command of the offense and the way he, the the way he, you know, gets familiar with the receivers and the timing with the receivers and all those different things. And, and, you know, getting to figure out what's the strength of like Lorenzo styles versus what's the strength of Caleb Smith, you know, and, and all these different guys, Tobias Merriweather with each guy, with, with him working together with him for the first time. Well, and I think you can accomplish that in the summertime. And I think they've already started to accomplish that with, you know, player-led seven-on-sevens and things of that nature. But you can also accomplish that with mental reps. You know, Sam Hartman can go through mental reps as Tyler Buckner is actually going through the physical reps and seeing, okay, how does this guy come out of this break? How does this guy run this route? How does, you know, where does this guy like the ball to be placed? You know, that sort of a thing. You can do mental reps while standing on the sideline watching Tyler work with the number ones and still kind of gain that knowledge about your Mm -hmm. receivers. Uh, And and I think that that's still very beneficial. I I do. And so while I would like my first team quarterback, whoever that's going to be to take the vast majority of the reps, I still think those two pushing each other is best in the long run for the overall health of the Notre Dame football program. I concur. I mean, you really – you really need Tyler Buckner pushing Sam Hart. Yes. Because because if you've got a third-year guy with still very minimal actual experience who is pushing sure. a sixth-year guy with over 100 career touchdown passes, that's only good for you in, right. in both in the short and long term. Because then, like you said, it also – like Sam Hartman's going to be able to see that, and he's going to know that he's got to work just as hard. Like yeah. he's not just going to show up and, and go through the motions, which I wouldn't expect from him. But, right. you know – well, and I and I and I'm still a huge proponent of there being some way to get Tyler Buckner on the field. You know, however they however they decide to do that. And they can I figure some of that it. out. They can figure some of that out in the spring as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially especially with Jared Parker, since Jared Parker has only been around for a little bit more than a year now at this point. Sure. And and calling the shots on offense, he can he can potentially tinker with some things mm-hmm. out there. And he and and Gino Gadouli, and I didn't yeah. even mention Gadouli when we were talking about the the uh, the changes on the offensive side of the ball. But that's obviously a big one as well, like how that impacts the quarterbacks and and their development going forward. I think that that's going to be really interesting to watch. I think Jeff has a really good question here that goes along with what we're talking about. He says, if it's that. not neck and neck in the spring with Hartman the clear option. Your thoughts on Tyler Buckner sticking around for another year or possibly transferring. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I mean, there, the, there's always that opportunity out sure. there that, you know, if he feels like he's not close enough because that transfer portal is going to open in May. But just based on the things we've heard, it doesn't sound like he's going to jump and run on this thing. Like, it, it doesn't seem like it. But at the, And when you look at his... Like future, he's still going to have what two more years after this? After the, yeah, he's got right? three years, but another two after this year. So yeah, after this year, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So I mean, it's always a possibility, and that that transfer portal is a big X factor sure. these days. But I I don't. My gut feeling is I don't feel like he would leave. What do you think? That's my gut feeling as well. I think he can see the long game again. You know, the bigger picture on what this could do for his career being the starting quarterback at Notre Dame for at the very least one year, if not two, you know, after 23. So, I mean, technically he could be the starting quarterback in 24 and 25, right. Uh, Depending on how things go. So I I do think that he sees it that way. I mean, I didn't talk to him. I don't know, but, but it's going to be hard to sit and take a back seat again, you know, this year behind Sam Hartman. But I, I do feel like, you know, if you sit him down and you talk to him, you're like, look how this can benefit you sitting behind a guy who is going to be a 60 year senior who has all these starts under his belt, all this success. And then you can see the success that this team can have and how you can just step right in and, and possibly take it to another level. I just, that'd be really hard to turn my back on because I still think that after this year, Tyler Buckner is there going to be a quarterback competition going into 24? I don't feel like there will be. I feel like Tyler Buckner is going to be the quarterback. You would think so, but that'll also depend on how quickly Kenny Minchie sure, develops. Absolutely. Like, you don't expect that this year at all, but a year from now, you've got a completely different competition going on, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, it, maybe it's going to be Buckner Minchie Carr. Yeah. I was going to say maybe Carr enrolls early next spring. I mean, and- you know? Yeah. I mean, you never know. Maybe he is, he's that guy. I, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like with everything that's happened to Tyler Buckner in his lifetime as a football player, all the injuries that he suffered standing on the sidelines, I feel like he's pretty mentally tough. So I just don't see him cutting bait and leaving now. Yeah. I, just don't I mean, he, I mean, father David says he thinks that, that Minch will push to be a starter next year. And that's, Maybe. Basically, the exact same conversation we're probably having here from now is, yeah. is Buckner the clear-cut guy, or is Minchie going to push him for the job? Sure. And even though Minchie will most likely have less experience, you know, than, than Buckner much has less. right now. Yeah. I mean, it won't yeah. be much less, right? I mean, again, I think that's also why you have to get Tyler Buckner involved in the offense this year, too, right? I think there does need to be a little bit yeah. of a carrot out there hey man stick around you're going to be a part of what we're doing 
and then you are what we're doing moving forward. Like, I think there has right. to be something there, not just, hey, you're a play away. You know, yeah, you can tell that to anybody that's a backup. Of course, you're a play away. But, right. you know. Absolutely. So who's got the most to gain, do you think, this year? Coaches, players, everybody. Who's got the most to gain this spring? Man, that is such a good question. Because I don't know that we're going to know, have all of our answers to our questions for the coaching staff, you know, in the spring, right? We're going to get an idea how they coach. Are they loud? Are they cussers? Are they, you know, whatever, right? So so some coaching style type stuff. But we're not going to really <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect Joe Rudolph to be, no, you know, Harry Heastan <laughs> level. No. With, with no. the language, right? I don't. I don't see him yelling at uh, a photographer, you know. Well, even if he, sidelines. even if he barks and yells and stuff, yeah. just the uh, the verbiage that comes out of his mouth, I would expect to be a little bit different, just based yes. on kind of the things that he's talked about. Yes, with I the agree. Faith and stuff like that. I agree. So I, I think I think the players have the biggest to gain as a whole, right? As as a whole, and I think honestly, I think the wide receiving core has the has the the best opportunity to gain some stature within the offense, Mm -hmm. getting some passes thrown to them by Sam Hartman, you know, and him bringing them along and showing what they can do and all of that. I feel like that whole group has an opportunity to really kind of take that next step. Uh, Somebody said linebacker, Stymie says linebackers. Not wrong. The problem is in practice, you know, it's more obvious if the wide receivers are taking strides than if linebackers are taking strides because they never tackle, you know? I mean, what was our biggest gripe about some of the linebacking play? It's tackling, just flat out tackling. They Mm -hmm. don't tackle anymore in practice. So we can make some assumptions about what the linebackers are doing, but the proof's in the pudding with the wide receivers. Are they getting open? Are they catching passes? (laughs) Uh, Romlack. Wants to know if Harry's ever yelled at us. Never yelled at us, but your <laughs> but. boy. <laughs> Chris was helping out in during fall camp, and he got he got kind of barked at because he was videotaping something Harry apparently didn't want videotaped. Yes, which even he though, was allowed to even do. Even though it was still open period yes. for the cameras out there. Yes, yes. He was videotaping some linemen doing some stuff, and he looks right over there. He's like, oh, why are we videotaping this? And yeah. all of a sudden you see the camera just go down. Yeah. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And my buddy Chris is an offensive line coach at the high school level. And, you know, it's a pretty tough guy himself. And he was like, <laughs> Harry got him. There's no doubt about it. Harry got him. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, like if you're going to talk about the linebackers having something to gain, we're talking more about the young guys for sure. sure. You know, and and I agree to an extent with what you're talking about with the tackling, but I think, I think, like for Kali and Sneed specifically, and this probably can apply to most of the, the young guys, is just knowing their assignments and being where they're sure. supposed to be once the ball is snapped. That kind of thing. Sure. That was, that was, in the short amount of time that we got to see him, that was an issue last year. Mm-hmm. You know, like just look at the Gator Bowl with Marcus Freeman. You know, like, so so they've. They've definitely got something to gain. I just think for them, they are, you know, like when we talk about, we've talked in the past about how for Buckner to end up being the starter over Hartman, he's going to have to clearly be the guy. And as talented as these young linebackers are, 
just the way Al Golden has, in a very Brian Kelly way, I know, prioritized experience and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I just think that these guys are going to have to flat out whoop the veterans in front of them yeah. to win a job. I think the most telling yeah, and thing you can, you can like that. You can not like that, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think the most telling thing about the linebackers, to be honest with you, we're just talking about spring, right? The most telling thing for me is how many reps they're getting in team, mm-hmm. right? Because if they're not getting a bunch of reps during team, then they're not doing what they need to do everywhere else in order for them to get on the field. Yeah. They, they, they What kind of reps are they going to get? I concur. All right, we've got uh, we've got some I've got some comments kind of stacked up that we'll uh, get There's to a lot of good stuff in rapid there. fire. There is There's <laughs> a lot of good stuff in there. We've got a couple women's basketball questions that we'll throw in there. We've got some gladiator stuff, which is going to come up here pretty quickly. But uh, spring practice—it's just two days away. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it to finally. Yeah. Get started. Even though we're not going to get to see a ton, I am excited about the fact that there are going to be a lot of media opportunities and the chance to talk That's to all true. these coaches and players and stuff like that. Are you going to be out there next Saturday, by the way? I will be there every Saturday, yes. Okay. Well, you know, I'll be gone, so oh, you might right. need to take a recorder and, and send oh, me some stuff. is that what you think is going to happen? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I might actually have to make you work. God. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I, I do have a, a girls lacrosse uh, situation that I have to be at on Saturday as well, but I think I might be able to help you out. Oh, now we're now we've got other excuses that we can make. So it's all part of the job, man. We'll see. <laughs> The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.